It was an ugly win, but nonetheless, the Falcons sit pretty atop the NFC South standings. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So, guys, if you don't know me, I'm Aaron Freeman, your very humble host here. People also call me Sirius Black. People also call me Mr. Drew. My friends call me Negative Nancy, but you can call me Mr. Drew. But you become one of my friends by becoming an illustrious everydayer of this illustrious podcast. And all you got to do to do so is to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. So the Falcons walk away with an ugly 16-13 win over the Bucks in week seven, but of course are sitting pretty atop the NFC South and they, they needed this win, right? You know, it wasn't, we're not at must win territory where we get to the point where it's like, if you win, you know, your season continues, you lose your seasons over, but you know, you feel much better about this team going into the, the back stretch after the bye where they have multiple divisional games sitting at two and zero, as opposed to one and one you're at four and three overall two and zero in division. And, you know, one of the things I've been talking about with locked on Falcons insiders and elsewhere, uh, you know, you want to feel at least get to five and five going into the week 11 bye, at least five and five. Um, and I thought, you know, going two and two, over this four-game stretch that includes Tampa Bay, Tennessee, Minnesota, and Arizona uh, was sort of the goal. Hopefully, you can do better than that. But And I thought of these four matchups, at least sitting here today, and of course, we'll see how the, these other three matchups go, uh, but at least sitting here today, it felt like this Bucks matchup was going to be your toughest out of these four. So the fact that the Falcons were able to get over that hunt and get the win, you know, we can now exhale. But it, it felt like holding our breath was kind of the story of this game. More on that later. But I think really what stood out in this game was the run game, the defense, right? Those have been the things that the Falcons want to hang their hat on. And the defense has been something that's been reliable throughout the season, the run game, not so much. And it was nice to see the run game get back to running the football effectively, even without Bijan Robinson. We'll talk about that a little bit later on the episode on sort of what's going on with Bijan and why he was not a part of this game. But the Falcons, despite Bijan only having one carry in this game and getting almost no snaps, finished the game with 156 yards on the ground, uh, their second best total of the year against a pretty stout Bucks run defense. They averaged 4.1 yards per carry on 38 carries, uh, finished with a 48% success rate, which is a very good number for the Falcons. And, you know, you look at six quarterback runs, you know, final five runs to the running backs, including one to Bijan, were really just the Falcons just trying to run out clock. So you look at the 27 quote unquote designed runs to the running backs, which was Tyler Algier and CP prior to that, they had a 48% success rate on those runs. So the run game was on point today, being able to consistently keep the offense on schedule um, and, and, adding that balance to the, the offense that we have not seen for a couple of weeks in large part due to the Falcons inability to, to run the football effectively. Right. Uh, and then, you know, on top of that, you know, 
when you run the football, you need your defense to kind of play well because running the football is not a type of offense that's going to sc- score a lot of points uh, usually. Uh, and so you saw that from the defense. We, we saw two turnovers forced, two takeaways uh, that took much needed potential points off the board for the Bucks. You got three sacks, mostly coverage sacks. Richie Grant gets a lot of grief on, on from this fan base, uh, but made kind of the play of the game with a very timely interception late in the fourth quarter. Uh, with the Bucks driving potentially to take a lead, and it was a poor decision by Baker Mayfield overthrew that ball, and Grant snagged it. And you know we'll see what the replay says because it didn't look like on the very next play with the Bucks driving after a big 31 yard scramble to Baker Mayfield that set up a potential you know another sh- attempt to to get the go ahead score late in the game. It looked like Richie Grant kind of blew the coverage to the Chris Lin- Godwin over the middle, uh, but fortunately Baker Mayfield did not see. An, an open Godwin uh, with the Falcons playing that split, split safety look uh, and David on dropped him for a sack and, and sort of that, uh, you know, into that sort of thing. So, you know, the defense shut down the run minus that one Baker Mayfield scam- scramble. You saw good coverage. You saw the, the pressure get there mostly because of the coverage. The only real gripe I have with the defense in this game was, you know, why were we putting AJ Terrell and Mike Evans? I feel like we've seen enough over the last three years, of knowing that that's not a favorable matchup for the Atlanta Falcons, very favorable for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You saw AJ Terrell give up that 40 yard touchdown early in the game. But outside of that, like, you know, the defense didn't really do a whole lot. And you, you saw Mike, Evans, like there was a couple penalties on AJ Terrell. Uh, most of the times when he was trying to get physical with Mike Evans, it's like Mike Evans has 40 pounds on you, my guy. Like, you know, this is why you, you got Jeff Okuda to do this. But I know AJ's the number one. He's got to cover the number one. And uh, again, it just felt like an ego thing, right? From this coaching staff, from AJ Terrell being like, you know, sometimes you got to check these guys and be like, AJ, like, I love you, my guy. I do. I Absolutely. You can cover most of the top receivers in the league, but you know, Mike Evans has got your number. So let's 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 stop with that. Hopefully they learn that lesson after uh, today. But um, that's about the only gripe I have with the defense. You know, we talked about needing the run game to stabilize the offense. Right. So that when you go on this Ritter coaster, as we call it, uh, you know, like you can function still offensively without having to rely on your quarterback to be perfect. And Ritter was not perfect today. Three fumbles, um, you know, three turnovers again. Uh, and while he did show signs of growth in this game, we're going to talk about how the inconsistency from Desmond Ritter continues to be a frustrating aspect of his game. And we'll get into that as we continue today's Locked on Falcons. So, guys, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each and every week all season long. And whether you're prepping for your daily drafts or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed fit for your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And he's got an old friend of the Atlanta Falcons that this defense has seen. That is Texans rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, who's been on point this season, except for against the Falcons, right? Racking up fantasy points uh, despite, you know, and, and not doing really any damage, hurting his team through six games. He's only got one interception, nine touchdown passes. He's averaged just under 277 passing yards per game. And in week eight, he's going to draw a shaky Panthers pass defense that's fallen apart in recent weeks after facing some bad quarterbacks earlier. I'm wondering if Vinny's taking some shots at a certain Falcons quarterback as one of those bad quarterbacks that the Panthers defense faced early. But, you know, the Panthers haven't had many answers um, 
and probably won't have answers for some of Stroud's key weapons in this upcoming matchup. And he should be pretty comfortable picking them apart for another strong fantasy performance. So go pick up CJ Stroud if you haven't. And now that Levini Iyer has helped us take one step closer to our fantasy championships, eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And the same is true with your vehicle with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly, whether you're looking for air filters, brakes, LED lights, roof rack, bumpers, all that more. Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's a guaranteed fit for your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash, baby. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, guys, before we continue today's Locked On Falcons, I do want to plug the Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday across the entire Locked On Network, where my friend Jarvis Davis, Tanitra Batiste, and Kyle Krabs are coming at you live at 2 p.m. every Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern every Friday, to get you ready for the upcoming slate of NFL matchups. You're going to get fantasy tips, betting angles, all that and more, as well as the local coverage. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. across the Locked On NFL Network. If you're subscribed on Locked On Falcons or Locked On Sports Atlanta, you will get that. So make sure you hit subscribe and check out the Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. So let's talk about the Ritter Coaster, or let's talk about Road Ritter, whatever you want to call it, right? Three fumbles today for Desmond Ritter. Took points off the board. Um in this case. And and while all the fumbles aren't technically 100% on Desmond Ritter, you know, the first one came at the end of the half, first half, um, where Shaq Barrett beat Kayla McGarry, it looked like, uh, and, and stripped Desmond Ritter when the Falcons were in the red zone. Then you had the second one in the third quarter where it came after a play where the Falcons nearly fumbled the ball into the end zone on a touchback, right? You know, and fortunately, Drake London's Fingers scraped the out of bounds with his right hand as his left hand sort of fumbled the ball uh, down at the one. Uh, so he was called out of bounds at the half yard line. And then the very next snap, Desmond Ritter botches the snap, or I guess Drew Dahlman helped botch the snap, but they botched the exchange. They fumbled the football. And again, you're at the half yard line and you can't walk away with points. And again, you can forgive Ritter for these two mistakes because at least 50% of it if not more, is on the offensive line in these instances. But the third fumble is 100% on Ritter. And this is what makes it so frustrating because it happens in the fourth quarter. He's scrambling for what should be his second touchdown run of the game on a 12-yard scramble. And kudos to Antoine Winfield for making an outstanding play, stripping him just before he crossed the plane, knocking the ball out of bounds in the end zone for a touchback. But it makes it super frustrating because we already had a near touchback at the goal line, and you should know, hey, you know, let's secure the football now that you've seen it almost happen already in this game. And then you throw on top of this, like wasn't it two weeks ago where we talked about Desmond Ritter scrambling in the end zone on that touchdown to the Texans where Matt Collins was his lead blocker and the ball fumbled out of bounds. But fortunately he had crossed the plane for that split second that he needed to, to secure the touchdown. And this is the frustration, right? It's, it's one thing when you're make when you're a young quarterback making new mistakes, but when you're making the same mistakes, that's when it becomes much more problematic. When you're making the same mistake multiple times over a three-week span, that's where that second time it makes it. The first time it's like, okay, it didn't cost us. But the second time it's like, my guy, you, you, you cost us, right? 
And what's frustrating about this is like overall Ritter had a decent game, right? There were clear indications of his progress, right? We've seen that the last couple of weeks, right? Even last week where you look at the first quarter and a half of that game, Ritter played generally well in that game, right? And and so like you can look at that and say, hey, you know, he's showing progress. Like to me, Ritter was much better today despite these issues than he was against Detroit or Jacksonville, right? much more effective on the road. And so you have this three-game sample where you can make a pretty easy argument that the last three weeks, despite all the flaws in those games, have been the three best performances overall of Desmond Ritter when it comes to just running the offense and operating the offense and being able to successfully move the football down the field. Like, you've seen progress from Desmond Ritter. But that's what makes it frustrating where it's just like, you know, despite – Hey, we 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 got a deep ball of Scotty Miller. You know, I was like jumping for joy out of my seat when I saw that uh early in this game. But of course, that drive stalls in the red zone. Falcons go one for five in the red zone today. And part of the reason why they stalled in the red zone from and again, we'll see what the film says when when I watch it on Tuesday. But like it looked like a bad ball from Desmond Ritter on on the throw to Drake London in the end zone that Antoine Winfield nearly picked off. And you know, potentially that should have been a back shoulder throw. But, you know, again, going back to the whole leverage conversation that we've had a couple of times, does Desmond Ritter really understand leverage and whatnot? And that looked like a play where he didn't really understand the leverage and probably should have thrown it back shoulder to Drake London with the safety, you know, him running directly at the safety. So, you know, I think there are clear signs that Ritter is showing progress, right? But too many of these boneheaded decisions that are leading to some of these turnovers and would-be turnovers, you know, is frustrating, right? Like, cause one of the things I said to the lockdown Falcons insiders on the subtext uh, at halftime was like, it was like a 10, 10 ball game at halftime. And it's like, that, this game should feels like it should be 24 to three, right? It, it, sh- it doesn't feel like the bucks are really doing anything. That's, you know, you know, doing anything that, in, like the Falcons are just self-inflicted wounds, right? There was no reason for them to not score at least another seven points, if not another 17 points in this game other than just self-inflicted wounds, right? And so, like, that's what's frustrating about it. It's just like, we're making progress, but, like, you know, these are the types of games that we've, we've talked about before in the past, where it's like, these are the types of games where, where you're talking about, we won in spite of the quarterback, right? And I don't want to have that conversation ever again, guys. Like, you know, so, like, again, not the worst game that Ritter's played, arguably, like, his third or fourth best game of the season, but, it, you know, again, that speaks to the other performances, right? how bad the other performances were, where it's just like it was an un, a very underwhelming performance from Desmond Ritter today. And so it's like, again, I think there's reasons to be optimistic about what he can be down the stretch, but we need to get cleaner performances. We need to stop the turnovers. We need to convert these things in the red zone. These games should not nearly be as tight as they are, where this game is nearly an overtime game, where it's anybody's game. And frankly, to me, the Falcons clearly outplayed the Bucs, you know, defensively on the ground. It did all the things that they wanted to do, except for when it came time to punching the ball into the end zone, you know, they, they just kept having brain farts. And that's incredibly frustrating to see that over and over and over again. And hopefully, hopefully this is the last time we're talking about that. So we'll wrap up. We'll talk a little bit more about Bijan. We'll talk more about, you know, how this win, despite all my criticism, puts this team in a favorable position, you know, going into the the latter 
part of the season. We're, we're, we aren't technically still halfway there. So we'll get into that, guys, to wrap up today's Locked on Falcons. So, guys, if you haven't already, you got to snap back into the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet, right? That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Doesn't matter. Just put down $5 and they're going to give you $200 to throw at whatever you want. And the great thing about FanDuel is you can throw it at anything, right? You can throw it at spreads, player props, over-unders, not just football, but you know you can get in on some of these NBA preseason props. You can bet on you know baseball i know a lot of us are basically done with baseball now that the braves are out but whatever you want FanDuel has you covered if you want to bet on this monday night football matchup 49ers are six and a half point favorites over the vikings so head on over to FanDuel. whatever you want fanduel.com slash locked on to kick off the nfl season FanDuel is an official partner of the nfl so there was no Bijan today i mean he did play a little bit but um, we didn't get anything too conclusive post game, but he told reporters that he woke up with a bad headache. We'll see what comes of that. You know, do they, is it a migraine issue? It's an MRI issue. Is it an undiagnosed concussion? Who knows? I don't know, you know, but the Falcons decided to play it safe and they only played Bijan. I think he played six snaps in the first half and only a, a couple in the second half. He got one touch at the very end of the game, uh, with the team running out the clock, uh, there. And for the most part was used as a decoy. So we'll see what comes of that. You know, until we get more information, not going to react one way or the other. Just say, hey, you know, he was he was feeling under the weather, and hopefully it's you know, hopefully it's a one time issue, and we'll we'll just sort of see. But uh, you know, again, I I know that's not necessarily the case that people like to do. Like they they just take a little bit of information and then overreact to it. So uh, I'll let all those people do that, but we're not going to do that here. So um, that being said, let's talk about you know this quote unquote ugly win, but despite the ugly win. Despite my criticisms, guys, I like where this team is at. It's just like, it's just like, can we, can we just get there a little bit easy? Just make it a little bit easier on my heart, right? You know, taking new medicine, new medication and stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I can't take this stuff, guys. But, you know, I was telling the Locked On Falcons insiders, and if you want to get become a Locked On Falcon insider, just hit the link in the description to sub join the subtext. It's $4.99 a month, but you get a 14-day free trial. Not only do you get the one-on-one interactions, you get the, the in-game, pre-game, and post-game analysis from myself, right, sent directly to your phone. You also get access to the extended All-22 reviews as well. So go check that out with the link in the description below. Join subtext.com slash Locked On Falcons. But those insiders, right, you know, I was talking about before the game, sort of saw the stat that the Falcons have the easiest remaining schedule for the rest of the season. So like, again, this is why, like I I've been sitting here this whole time being like, okay, like, you know, patience and and they'll, they'll, they'll get it together. And once this team starts playing better in the second half of the season, which has been to me, the idea, the plan all along, if you want to call it that, like, you know, this thing will be fine, but it's like, despite these, easy schedule, you actually got to start winning games <laughs> to take advantage of the ease of the schedule. And it was nice to see the Falcons win this game, a game that I didn't think they were going to win just because I did not have the confidence in the offense to run the ball as effectively as they did. And I didn't think Ritter was going to play a good enough game to win you the game. Again, he made the big time throw to Kyle Pitts. Shout out to Kyle Pitts. Shout out to Desmond Ritter at the end to set up that game winning kick from Young Way Koo. But, you know, other than that, you know, I'm not going to say other than that, like he didn't do anything. That's not fair. But like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm glad the Falcons proved me wrong on this one is basically what I'm saying. And like, I like the fact that the Falcons are sitting here four and three, you know, two and own division. 
Again, some several winnable games over these next three weeks. Tennessee is probably not going to have Ryan Tannehill from what it looks like. Minnesota's not going to have Jefferson Jefferson. And then Arizona's Arizona. But like, again, all these are games are te- games that the Falcons can easily lose if they continue to play this sort of sloppy style of football. And and to me, playing down to their opponent, that that's what that's what it feels like. This team is better today. Again, I don't think this is a, a, a an elite team or anything like that, but it's just like it feels like these games, they're playing down to their opponent and, and, and giving you 70 percent of what they're capable of. And, you know, it, it's it. That's what's so frustrating about it. But they got the win. They're sitting here, you know, with winnable games coming up and we'll just see if like they could just move past this sort of sloppy, dirty sort of style of football and play cleaner football. Right. You can run the football, you can play defense and your quarterback can manage the game effectively. Right. And it feels like, you know, we checked two out of those three boxes today and it just feels like, you know. We just aren't consistently able to check all three of those boxes. And it's like, hopefully as the season wears on, we will check consistently be able to check all three of those boxes and you'll feel a lot better about this team being able to win these close ball games. They, again, they took care of business today, but that's what, that's what makes it so frustrating. So we'll see if the Falcons can do that. Right. You know, it's funny because like every week after Ritter has a bad game and I'm sure there'll be still some conversation about it, although less because the Falcons won and you know, anytime the Falcons lose, it's going to be, we got to replace Ritter, but it's funny because like Heineke, when, when people talk about Heineke, Heineke was a turnover machine. Like he never went more than one game. I think he never had two games in a row where he didn't turn the ball over. Right. When he was a starter for the commanders the last couple of years. Right. He had at least one turnover every other game. Right. He, he might have one clean game and then the next week he'll, he'd fumble it. He'd throw picks. And what's frustrating about the Ritter sort of roller coaster is like, it feels like he's like, <laughs> he's like Taylor Heineke. And it's just like, that's why, like, you know, you're like benching Ritter for Heineke is probably not going to do much because this is basically how Taylor Heineke played all the time, you know, in Washington. But it's just like, it's frustrating. It's like, you know, Ritter, man, you got to be better than Taylor Heineke, right? If we're, we're going to commit to you long term, you, you got to get out of this Taylor Heineke phase of your career, which is, you know, turning the ball over seemingly every week. So, that that's why I bring it up. I'm just like, you know, he's capable of, of being more than Taylor Heineke, but right now he's Taylor Heineke. And it's like, that's fine again, but like, that's not where we want to be. We don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to be at the end of the season be like, Hey, you know, we got, we got a six foot four T- Taylor Heineke is basically, uh, I guess what Ritter is at this point or however tall six, three, whatever he is. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what comes of that. We'll see what comes of Bijan. Uh, we'll we'll see what other updates we got for you uh, as the week unfolds, guys. But uh, overall, again, some positives to take away from this game. It's like, oh, let's throw the ball to Scotty Miller down the field. You know, you know, I'm gonna talk about that one. Uh, you know, I'm gonna do like a 10 minute analysis of that play. Like, oh, look at look at Scotty Miller just using the head fake on the on the corner post. Oh, it's just so beautiful and blah. You know, I'm 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 rambling now at the end of the episode, but. You know, we'll we'll see what the film says. We'll see if I come away feeling better about Ritter's performance. I'm like, you know what? Outside of those three plays, he he played really good. We'll see. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case, but we'll we'll see, right? Um. So, what else happened in this game? Did I miss anything? AJ Terrell, Jeff Akuda, Nate Landman. Shout out to Nate Landman making a play. Um. Yeah. You know, just overall, just good game. Just like one guy, just like, come on, man, just hold on to the ball. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't even be on this thing complaining about the other two fumbles if you just 
hold on to the ball. But hey, that is what it is, guys. Make sure you uh, check out the Locked On Falcons Insiders. Go check out um, the Locked On Falcons postcast if you haven't checked it out on Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube or on the Locked On Falcons um, audio feed. You will also be able to check out the Locked On Falcons or Atlanta football party party breaking down the Falcons tomorrow where myself, Jarvis Davis, Tanisha Batiste and Tori McElhaney of Atlanta Falcons.com will be giving you our insights into this matchup. So we will see what's what on that tomorrow. So go check that out. That's going to be as well in your locked on Falcons audio feeds and on the locked on sports Atlanta YouTube channel as well. So that's going to do it for us here, guys really appreciate you for tuning in for another, um, Rapid reaction. We'll be back with more content tomorrow here on Locked On Falcons as well as Locked On Sports Atlanta. Um, make sure you check out Locked On NFL. I think I might be making an appearance on Locked On NFL Monday show, but make sure you check out Locked On NFL, not because you just want to see this handsome face again, uh, but also because you want to get the lowdown on what happened with the other 30 NFL teams this past Sunday or the 20. 20- four other ones that played whatever there's a whole bunch of teams on by but regardless guys i'm done rambling that's going to do it for us here appreciate it continue to make locked on falcons locked on nfl locked on all that all part of locked on podcast network your team every day